This past Monday was the fifth cat meeting of the month of April. What were the class topics and who were interviewed? Find out all this and more in this week's episode of Squawk Talk Radio, your source for the Lynchburg Cap Podcast. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to another episode of Squawk Talk Radio. As always, I am your host, Cadet Lieutenant Colonel John Sharp. Today's episode is not as straightforward as previous episodes of the show. It's not leadership, it's not aerospace, it's not PT, and it's not character development. Since this past week was the fifth Monday of the month, this episode doesn't follow our normal schedule. It can be seen as somewhat of an extra cat meeting. We will be getting into the class topics and interviewing the cadets behind the classes, but first, I want to start off this episode with another important interview. Here's a discussion I had with one of Lynchburg Composite Squadron's cadet executive cadre members. Joining us now is our Cadet Deputy Commander for Support, Cadet Captain Acacia Dickens. Now, Captain Dickens, obviously you are a member of Executive Cadre within our squadron, so you're very visible to the Cadet Corps. With this being said, although people may know who you are, some cadets may not know what all your role entails. Would you mind telling us a little bit more about your responsibilities within the squadron? Absolutely. So, as Cadet Deputy Commander for Support, I have several roles that I'm supposed to fill. Um, firstly, is to assist the Cadet Commander with her jobs and make sure all of the all of the support cadre roles are being filled and the jobs are being done. Um, basically, making sure that all of my teams are orchestrated properly and that all of the support jobs are done correctly, so that the squadron can run smoothly. That's basically a big picture view of what my job looks like. Fantastic. Now, being over the support cadre, uh, there are a lot of different positions within support cadre, a lot of different uh, groups of cadets serving for the overall uh, squadron. What are some of the numerous support cadre positions one could serve in within our squadron? Right. So there are several positions you can serve in. Um, I'm going to cover three of them today. Firstly is PAO, and obviously you know all about that because you're kind of jointing (laughs) with that team. Some of the things. <laughs> Some of the things that the PAOs do is public affairs officers. Um, they take photos um, of our cadets while they're in action during certain activities. Um, some of them write articles about our activities and publicize what we do, updating things like Facebook and the website, and then Squawk Talk Radio, obviously. These the public affairs role helps our cadets understand how you know journalism works and advertising for Civil Air Patrol to the public. Another one of the positions a cadet um, support cadre member could fill is the activities. Basically what they do is they orchestrate and coordinate with their senior members to make sure all of our activities run correctly. So that includes making sure we have supplies, the people to do the activities, and then having the correct agenda, you know, putting together we're doing this first and then after that and so on and so forth. And they learn a lot of things like organizational skills through that, being able to put together an event. The last one that I'm going to cover today is our testing and admin. Basically what they do is they administer drill tests to our cadets so that our cadets are able to promote. Um, This one provides them with a lot of experience of you know, drilling a flight and enables them to be able to pass their tests. So the role of testing and admin often teaches the officer who's fulfilling that role things like um, more of their drill, helps them practice that, practice giving the drill tests, calling the commands, um, and observing how the correct movements are done. It also helps them work with 
you know, senior members and make sure all of the administration administrative process that's going on behind the scene is happening correctly. So those are a few things that our support members do. So obviously there's a lot of different roles and a lot of different paths you can take should you choose the support staff uh, option or that path, if you will, within the cadet program. Um, I think that there's this stigma where the cadets who apply for cadet staff really look upon upon the support cadre role as something secondary to the line cadre. I know that when I first joined the program, I thought, oh, well, the line cadre are the cool ones. And I looked at the support cadre as like, well, if you don't get line cadre, that's what you get. And I'm learning more and more, even as I do squawk talk, that I actually thoroughly enjoy support cadre more than line cadre. So what would you say to those cadets who are kind of viewing support cadre positions as somewhat as the secondary uh, cadre positions? Well, you know, it often appears that way because when you go into the squadron, you see the line cadre there leading their flights and calling commands, and they look really cool, you know, when they're orchestrating that. But often what you don't see is the support cadre, who are basically much of the reason how the squadron runs smoothly, like with the testing and admin. They're making sure people can promote so you can get on staff. You know, publicizing the PAOs, they make sure people are, you know, help people come to the squadron and such like that. On support cadre, often you have a wider range of activities or roles you can fulfill, more experience working with different kinds of people. So, for example, you have a senior member counterpart, and you get to work with them to make sure all of your tasks are being done on time. And you might also have an OIC or other team members or other teams that you work with to accomplish your task. So it's more of a, I suppose you could say, a collateral way of dealing with things peer-to-peer versus I'm leading a flight. It's kind of leading the people around you instead. Both line and support cadre positions are needed in the squadron. Support more of the behind the scenes, making sure things run properly, and the line of training the students and flight members. So you can kind of see, if you've been in the squadron for any amount of time, how each of the roles fit in to the whole, how how the squadron runs as a whole. Absolutely. And one of the things that I've noticed with the support role is that even though it seems like you're kind of boxed in with certain responsibilities, you're not just limited to those responsibilities. When I first joined the public affairs team, the main pitch for that team is, oh, you're going to take photos and upload it to social media. Never before had our squadron run its own podcast. So I thought, well, why not? Maybe it falls under public affairs. Maybe we can do that. So any cadet who wants to serve in a support cutter position, who has a vision, who has an idea, however crazy, far-fetched, or uh, big it may be, they can pursue it and try to have the freedom to do so uh, under a supervised state um, and be really let their imagination go wild. That's something I really love about support that you don't really get online, Cutter, where it's very uh, cut and dry with what you have to do and your responsibilities in training the cadets. Well, thank you very much, Major uh, Dickens, for being here for this interview. I greatly appreciate it. And I learned a lot. Thank you very much, sir, for having me. From border to border, from sea to shining sea, more than 61,000 ordinary American citizens are serving their communities every day as a member of the Civil Air Patrol, the official auxiliary of the United States Air Force. From disasters large and small, natural and man-made, we answer the call to serve. To find out more information or to find a unit near you, log on now. GoCivilAirPatrol.com. 
All right, so we just got done talking to Cadet Captain Dickens about the many support roles within our squadron, but as I teased in the intro of this episode, I wanted to have an interview with the other two executive cadre members on the classes this past Monday, what specifically they involved, and where the inspiration for them came from. Let's have a listen. Ladies and gentlemen, tonight we have a real treat. Normally we have interviews on this show with the teachers of each class, but since tonight was the fifth Monday of the month, something that doesn't happen all the time, the individuals who prepared the class were none other than the executive cadre. Joining us for this interview are two of the cadet executive cadre, Cadet Major Lauren Sharp and Cadet Major Matthew Bell. Now, the first question I have is specifically for Major Bell, and that is, what were the different elements of tonight's class and what all did they entail? Well, tonight we had two different class segments. The first was a class about acronyms, and the second was what we called a senior member scavenger hunt. The first class covered acronyms in the Civil Air Patrol that are commonly found. The cadets were given sheets where they matched names to acronyms. Then they passed their sheets to each other, and their wingmen graded each other. After that, we had a staff member come to the front and give a public demonstration, attempting to recite all of the acronyms from memory. And then we divided the cadets into teams for the second class, the senior member hunt. In the senior member class, the cadets were divided into teams and sent out to search for information about seniors in our squadron. Some of the things that they had to find included their rank or position in the squadron, their grade, their signature, and a fun fact that the senior members prepared beforehand. The seniors hid throughout the building and were hunted down by our cadets. At the end, the teams were graded on the amount of information they were able to collect in the time allotted. So obviously this sounds like a very unique class, not necessarily everything we do on a regular basis. Um, That's probably because it was the fifth Monday of the month. Um, And that brings me to my next question, and that is for you, Major Sharp. Uh, Where did the inspiration come from for this class? Because this is such a unique concept that's never been thought of before. Well, we had actually thought about these classes way back in January when the command staff was first put into place. We thought, what are we going to do with this fifth Monday? we got to make it educational and we got to make it engaging. And so those were really our two core concepts that we were looking for. And I believe we definitely achieved that tonight through being engaging and having fun activities that people can run around and do and build team membership within their flights. And also educational, like with our acronyms quiz, where people were tested on their knowledge to see where they need to improve and where they can go back and study for the future. Right. And so looking at these classes, um, these classes had a very competitive nature to them, cadets against cadets, like in a friendly competition. And the great thing about that is it really inspires cadets to do better than they would otherwise. Because if you're competing against another cadet, you want to do better yourself. Keeping this in mind, the competitive element and the cadets against each other uh, competing for the win, if you will, um, were there any winners or honorable mentions of the class that you would like to mention on the show? Absolutely. So for our acronyms quiz, we split everyone up by phase and we collected the top scores from each phase. Phase one, our winner was Cadet Senior Airman Crickledorf. Phase two was Cadet Tech Sergeant Dushaw. And for phase three and four, we had Cadet First Lieutenant Hepting to get the most acronyms listed from memory. And also with our senior member activity, the first flight to get all of the information from all seven senior members with their signatures and get back into the room in time was none other than Charlie Flight. Outstanding. Well, shout out to Charlie Flight and the individual cadets who won from each phase. Going off of that, I want to go ahead and ask another question to Major Bell, and that is the final question I have, and that is, what is the overall takeaway and purpose of the class? So for those who weren't here and didn't actually get to experience the class, what was the goal and the intended purpose of teaching this concept? Um, What would you want them to walk away remembering or keeping in the back of their head? 
Well, we were thinking about that long before we actually had the classes, and like Major Sharp said, since we planned these classes, they were all with an educational purpose in mind. The reason we did the acronym class was just to deepen the cadet's understanding of some of the common acronyms you run into in Civil Air Patrol. These acronyms were from a broad spectrum of the program, from everything from aerospace education to emergency services and cadet programs. And the senior member class was to help strengthen the relationship between cadets and senior members in our squadron, introduce our cadets to many of the senior members they don't see, and recognize a lot of the senior members who work behind the scenes and really are the gears and cogs that make our squadron run that the cadets may not even be aware of. Outstanding. Well, I'll definitely think that the class was a success, and I thoroughly enjoyed seeing how it played out and all the faces on the cadets as they competed against each other and thoroughly enjoyed it themselves. Thank you guys for joining us for the interview, and I hope to speak to you soon. Thank you, sir. Thank you. So, for an off episode on the fifth Monday of the month, I'd say we've covered a lot, but we haven't covered everything. As we do every episode, it is time for our weekly aerospace trivia. Last week, I asked the question, approximately what percentage of the world's population has ever flown on an airplane, and for the first time ever, nobody got the correct answer. The correct answer was only 5%. Somebody did try to guess this answer, but that person was Cadet Second Lieutenant Groots, who guessed 3.5 billion people. Since this answer was incorrect, I unfortunately cannot give a shout-out to him this week, but we do have a new question. This week's question is a little bit more on the historical side of things, and that is... What is the name of the world's oldest airline, established in 1919? As always, first person to get the answer gets a shout-out next week's episode. I look forward to seeing what you send me. All right, I just want to quickly touch on some attendance records, then briefly mention some announcements before I let you all go. The only updates I have on the attendance records is that only Bravo and Charlie got 100% accountability. This is obviously not perfect, so let's work a little harder to get those records in on time. With that, the first announcement I have is about Mersar. MERSAR, which stands for Middle East Region Search and Rescue, is going to be on the first weekend in June, so please be on the lookout for more information about that and how to attend. That should be sent via email, so be checking your inbox regularly. Last but certainly not least is encampment forms. If you are a student or cadre for encampment this year and have not yet sent in your forms, we are already well past the deadline and people need to send those in as soon as possible. That is all I have for this week's episode. Squawk Talk Radio is a production of the Lynchburg Cat Public Affairs team and is made possible by Lynchburg CAP. To find out more about who we are, what we do, and how to get involved, visit lynchburgcap.com. That is all. I bid you all farewell. Thanks so much for listening. This has been Squawk Talk Radio. Squawk Talk Radio.